Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to Happy, Healthy, and Successful. Today with us, we have Aramis Jordan. He is a business consultant and he's been in the industry for many, many, many years. And he's used a lot of that experience to help entrepreneurs or business owners to get started and acquire the success needed for them to thrive in what they do. Aramis, welcome. And share a little bit with us more about who you are and how you came to be in this moment now. Yeah, thank you, Maria. Um, nice to be here. Um, I've been a business owner for the last 25 years. I've operated a number of different businesses. I actually went to school to become an attorney. Uh, and that didn't happen for all kinds of obvious reasons. I got the bug of my first business when I was a junior in college. And I think that's one of the reasons I ended up going into the business side instead of going back to school. Um, and, and, and one of the things about business is that, you know, in the world we live in, we like to complicate it, right? <laughs> um, and for me, you know, once you get over that hump, almost like anything else, it's almost like riding a bike, right? Once you get over that initial practice, that initial shock, right? Riding a bike becomes second nature. Even if you haven't ridden a bike for 20 years, you can go back on it. How do I know? <laughs> I just bought a bike and I haven't ridden a bike in like over 30 years. Uh, so it's it's one of those things that, um, you know, once, once you're able to get over the hump, and I think that is the biggest fear. I have consulting clients who come to me and say, hey, I'm stuck. I, I, I don't know where to go with this. And it's really just about understanding where you are, where you want to get to, and just charting a course to get there. You know, mm -hmm. in, 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 um, I, I just finished writing a book called The Peanut Butter and Jelly Sandwich. And it relates a lot, my American dream, it relates a lot to business because in business you have to have resilience, right? Mm -hmm. When you embark in this strange world of business ownership, you cannot find a single person that agrees with you. Mm -hmm. How do I know that? Because 25 years ago, when I first embarked on my first venture, I had a conversation with my father and my father says, are you going to make any money on this? Right. And I was making six figures 25 years ago. So to him, it was a little weird that I would throw all that away to start my own thing. And my 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 knee jerk reaction to him was, Dad, I have no idea, <laughs> because that's the honest truth, right? But I did say to him, if I don't do it, I don't want to regret it, <laughs> right? So it's it's just one of those things that you know, if you talk to all, to people who have started businesses in the marketplace, they're always telling you the same thing: the hottest thing. Is just doing it, just leaping over that edge and say, I'm going to do this. And then everything else falls into place. It doesn't, it's not easy, but right. it, it, once you take that opportunity, you become resilient in your own world of, of business. Um, and you don't let anybody else hijack your dream. Mm -hmm. Right. In my book, I tell people that the only thing that really matters is you. Mm -hmm. 
everything else, everything else around you is just a lot of clutter, right? right? There's a lot of noise around us. There's a lot of noise in our society. There's a lot of noise within our immediate friends, even our family. I always tell my clients, I said, listen, you need to find a mentor and it cannot be your wife because you need to save your marriage, mm-hmm. right? Because you, your wife will support you so much, but at the end of the day, she can't give you the advice you really need to figure out how to get this business to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but we always find a lot of people around us that always have better ideas or they're always willing to offer you advice of why something's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. I always tell people, I say, you know what? I learned a long time ago that in order for me to figure out how to make a million dollars, I could not go to my high school guidance counselor and ask them why. Mm-hmm. Because they never made a million dollars in their right. life, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. If you want to be able to open up a business, it doesn't really matter what it is. Um, don't go and talk to your friends and family who have never taken that leap. Right. Because business people, entrepreneurs are made different. We are weird in the sense that we're willing to take chances that some people would find um challenging at best right um they will never consider themselves leaving a nine-to-five job right they will never want to put their families at ease or 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 at risk right because we always want to say how am i going to eat tomorrow Mm -hmm. and 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 that is one of the biggest challenges in business that once you take that leap once you become Mm self-aware of who you are and what you want to accomplish I'm not talking about, you know, in your relationship with your family or your wife or your kids. No, I'm talking about you and the business idea or the business that you already have. Mm -hmm. Come to terms with that first. And then you will find all these guiding angels, which I, that's what I call them, mentors or, Mm -hmm. or other people like you who will help you Mm -hmm. directly or indirectly, right? Because they're there doing it as you're about to do it and they're the only people you know again if you want to make a million dollars don't ask somebody who's never made a million dollars Aramis from my point of view since I'm in the spiritual world what you're describing is finding your alignment finding that thing that really inspires you that you know your mission your purpose that you will you wake up in the morning and you feel so excited to get going so excited to start your day Uh, and then and then trusting, then surrendering, then allowing, then allowing the universe to work with you and orchestrate and to bring you more of what you desire and the support that you need, you know, hence the guiding angels. Um, so you know, very powerful, first of all, what you said about following your dreams. You know, follow your dreams and don't let anybody take those away from you. Uh, whatever it takes, you know, you're be in that alignment of creating your own reality. Be in that alignment of you being the center of the universe and following that and allowing it to be so. Like, like you said, you know, just, it just it happens. Obviously, there are things to learn that come along the way. But when we continue to trust and we continue to surrender to that and we continue to be in alignment with that, then things will work out. It is, they will work themselves out the resources, the people will show up in our life. Uh, so it's a very good point. 
when somebody comes to you, so this is kind of more for the audience. If somebody's thinking about starting a business, what are some of the pre-work that they should do? Whether it's internal and mindset um, or um, in terms of research. What what are your suggestions? Yeah, in, 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 for me, in order for me to work with somebody, um, I need to know that they're all in. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't have to have a perfect life because every life is different, right? Um, if you take your, 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 yourself being, you'll always have a, a life with your family, mm-hmm. right? Which is different than your life with your friends, which mm-hmm. is different than your life with your wife, right? Different than your wife with your parents. And then you want to bring this little thing called being an entrepreneur and open your own business. That's a total separate life, right? Mm-hmm. So like you mentioned, your mindset is the number one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to be ready emotionally and mentally to take that journey. Is it rewarding? Absolutely. I would never, ever go back and get another job unless I want to teach because mm-hmm. that's what I like doing. At my age, I'm 58. But the ups and down of owning a business, as you probably know, mm-hmm. right, are, 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 are very challenging at, at best. And if you're not ready mentally and emotionally, um, it can cripple you, mm-hmm. right? Um, because we get lost in this whole, um, I, what I call, oh, my God moments, right? Oh, my mm-hmm. God, what do I do? Now? Oh, my God, what about this? Or what oh if, God. right? What if, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we, we become so overwhelmed. And then when you start looking for support on your support group, which you could, you know, your, your, your external lives that you have, well, your wife can only give you or your spouse can only give you so much support, right? But she's probably in the same boat as you are, right? <laughs> Emotionally and mentally, oh, my God, what are we doing? All that kind of stuff. And then you go to your friends who've never done this. What are they going to tell you? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the challenge really is, you know, when I wrote my book, I kept thinking about what is it about me that allow me to survive? Because I was an eight year old kid who got abandoned by you, my mother. I lived with an alcoholic mother who had boyfriends who beat the crap out of me and my sisters every on a weekly basis. And I shouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So what was it? Well, one of the things that I realized was that for whatever reason, mentally. All all I always wanted was the peanut butter and jelly sandwich life that that kid had. What does that mean? It it means that I came from a broken household. And as this kid is eating this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. I see this kid's life. Because that's what I envision, right? I envision my next goal was to try to be like that kid, have a family that cared, have a <laughs> mother or father who would make him a little lunchbox every day. I thought, and I thought this very deeply when I was in fifth grade, so I was 12 years old, that his life was really nice because I bet you, and this is what I used to tell myself, I bet you his parents asked him about homework. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and that gravitated to me at an early age. And that same lesson that I learned, setting goals and objectives and visualize them. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to visualize them. You know, when you set goals and you don't write them down, they're just thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right. Day, daydreams. 
And we all have them. And if you're an entrepreneur, you probably have them a thousand times a day, right? Lots of ideas, uh, right? Yeah. But unless you write things down, um, you really are not, I would say, let's say serious, right? Your mental um, attitude, your, 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 your ability to really grasp what it is that you're trying to figure out um, is not there unless you are fully committed mentally. Mm-hmm. And again, emotionally, is it perfect? You know, it's not. Being in business, it's, it takes a different type of person to be in business, right? Because you're going to get a lot of no's, mm-hmm. right? And, you, and we humans are not conditioned to be this, so disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. A major league baseball player can strike out seven out of ten times and be a multi-millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. We... Humans, the average person, if we strike out that many times, we get into a mental <laughs> situation, <laughs> right? Because we're not conditioned to take so much negative, <laughs> right? Because again, if you're not mentally prepared, right, your mindset is not set. Because guess what? Being turned down is not a bad thing, <laughs> right? Every good salesperson in the world realizes at some point. Mm-hmm. That they want to get to those no's because as you get past those no's and the quicker you get past those no's, you're going to get a yes. Mm-hmm. So concentrate on the yes and not in the no's and you become a successful salesperson, right? Because yeah. it's, a, it's a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Then once I know that you're mentally ready, everything else, it's, it's really all about what, you know, um, putting pieces together, right? Right. Yeah. I want to add a couple of things to what you said. So the first one is being all in. I feel like that's really important. And that has to do with everything. I mean, being all in is really a quality and a very, it's a very strong quality. And that also like being all in in your relationship, being all in taking care of your health, being all in in what you do, how you serve people, um, being all in in your mission and your purpose, how you express that. So I, I feel like that's a really important message that Everyone needs to hear because when you're one foot in, one foot out, then the results are mediocre. There, you're you're not going to get the results that you want. You're going to create more challenges for yourself. A lot of times, when we're one foot in, one foot out, that has to do with fear, that has to do with insecurities, that has to do with lack of clarity, that has to do with with not knowing the next step or and not trusting that the next step is going to reveal itself. So there's a lot of things that go with that. But again, that's really important. You know, getting into alignment and going for it 100 percent. and the second thing um that you mentioned was about how you show up in the world which is still connected to that and who you relate to meaning that you know the the people around you the circle around you if they don't have the experience that you're trying to achieve then they're not the group that is going to support you uh, so it's really important to associate or to seek out like-minded individuals who have already succeeded or have a higher level of success than you so that you can actually learn from them. So that's really important. And also because there's a, there's a different frequency that they're operating on. So when you spend time with them, when, you, when you're around them, you're stepping into that new frequency because you're elevating yourself to match them. But also you're 
integrating more of your own thoughts and belief systems. You're getting more congruent with yourself about what you know what you want to create and moving forward. So, and, and you know, I, I just feel that like that's important for the audience to know: being in alignment, being all in, and for looking for the mentorship or for the advice in the appropriate settings or environments that are really going to support your goals and your dreams moving forward, that are going to be more of a resource to you, that are also going to call you out when you're not being your best self, that are also going to call you out when you're in the fear and the doubt and the insecurity or in the procrastination or making up excuses. So all of that, I feel that it's really important. Uh, so you also mentioned about your upbringing. Tell us a little bit about that pivot point for you when you decided this is absolutely not the life that I, I want. I'm going to create something totally different for myself. I'm going to redesign who I am in my life. What was that pivot point for you? Very interesting because a lot of people have asked me that, right? A lot of people have asked me, you know, based on your upbringing, a lot of people who have read my book and, and say, oh my God, I never knew, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the reason people never knew is because I never allowed um, my upbringing to dictate, mm -hmm. right, who I was going to be. Mm -hmm. and, and I realized that um, for me, it was early on in my life because I had a little foundation. I had a little break, as I call it, in, 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 in living in an abusive household. I had about two and a half years that I lived with this wonderful family who took me in out of the blue. I wasn't adopted. I just lived with them. And they instilled in me the importance of school. I mean, the first time I went to school, I was nine and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. I went actually, they put me in second grade, but then they realized after two months that I didn't know how to read. So they put me back in first grade. And mm -hmm. um, during that time, um, my perseverance and resilience really took over. Right. Mm -hmm. Then I started visualizing who I was going to be when I grew up. Right. And to me, it wasn't something that I just made up. Mm -hmm. It was something that I held really close to my vest. And I never, you know, and I was 12 years old at that time, and I never allowed anything uh, that came around, whether it was my, you know, my, my mother bringing me here to the United States, abandoned me again when I was 17, I was almost homeless, et cetera, et cetera, not having any money to go to college, um, nothing like that. Or not even knowing the English language, because when I first came here when I was 12, the only word that I know in English was hello, right? Mm -hmm. But I never allowed, um, at that period of time, between the age of nine, I realized that this is who I wanted to be. And ever since then, um, my life has always been driven about what I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And it's not... It's not about money because, you know, people say, oh, you open all these businesses, uh, you know, you, you really don't work, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, it's not my life has never was built around money. My life was always built about having a dream. Mm -hmm. You know, I visualize my dream. I not, you know, a lot of people who have picked up my book keep telling me, you know, we knew you when you were in high school. We didn't even know that you were almost homeless. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, it, that didn't matter to me. What really mattered to me, though, 
was that in 1983, 1983, when my mother left and left me almost homeless, all I kept thinking was, how am I going to finish my last year in high school so I can go to college? Because I was, a, you know, I was looking at colleges. <laughs> I wasn't concerned how I was going to pay for it because that was not, you know, in front of me. Right. Because the first thing I needed to do, and this is something that I, you know, I explain my, 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 my clients is try to walk one step at a time. Because that allows you to accomplish something every day. Don't get overwhelmed with life. Life is a lot to take on. Just do one step at a time, right? How do you accomplish your goal? Write it down. Then go back to it. Try to figure out what is the next, what are the things that you need to do uh, today, tomorrow, the next day, et cetera, et cetera, to get closer to that goal. That's mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and to me, it was, okay, I need to... I need to figure out how to have a roof over my head. So I was in the process of trying to figure that out, but at no time did I allow my situation to dictate who I was. And I wasn't a victim. I tell people I was I, I was not a victim. I'm not a victim of the system. I'm not a victim of because I'm, you know, um, brown, you know, come from Puerto Rico, et cetera, et cetera. That never dictated who I was. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. you meant me, and, and, and people always say this, is that, you know, why are you so different? I mean, you're Puerto Rican, but why are you different? So I don't know what that means. I honestly don't. Because to me, I'm just me. I want to mm -hmm. be judged by me, right? Mm -hmm. don't, don't label me or nothing like that. So a lot of the stuff that happened in my life, hey, it was nobody's business. In, in reality, it was stuff that happened to me, mm -hmm. right? But it didn't, I didn't allow it to dictate who I was going to be. And I didn't allow the situations that arrive in our lives, because everybody goes through them, mm -hmm. to, to really shape your future. Your future is what you believe your future is going to be. Absolutely. And put a plan together to, to get it. Now, you might not reach it. I never went to law school, by the way. Um, but I don't regret it because I... I've been very happy. I've lived a great life opening up businesses, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I've had the support of my friends. I have the support of my family. But I never let them really, you know, um, like my father, you know, he thought, my, my, fa my, my adoptive father, who actually ended up adopting me when I was 23, um, when he asked me if I was going to make any money, um, I put things in context because my father never made more than $50,000 in his life. He's a, he had a third grade education. He provided for our family with five kids, mm -hmm. right? But that's the world he knew. Mm -hmm. He couldn't, in his own mind, he couldn't visualize why his son will give up a six-figure income to go start a business that he didn't know it was going to make any money. Mm -hmm. it, was, it wasn't easy for him to 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 process that so i limit his knowledge right mm -hmm. saw me succeed and you know the best compliment that i could ever get was that one day he said to me because i i opened different businesses and i invited him to um, uh, an opening of one of my locations and he came up to me and said you never stop amazing me right and and that was the best compliment that i could ever get and the reason was that um, 
in his own world, in his own way, um, he understood, right? Mm -hmm. um, I didn't ask for advice from my father about business. Mm -hmm. um, I always had mentors of people that I could always gravitate to and pick up the phone and talk to. You know, mm -hmm. that's one of the things about being an entrepreneur that, you know, um, you need to have that support system. And like right. I say, your support system in business is not your significant other. Mm -hmm. It's not your kids. It's not your best friends. Right. Doesn't mean you exclude them, but right. don't overwhelm right. them mm -hmm. because their lack of knowledge really is going to overwhelm them and going to put a restraint in the relationship because they really want to help you, but they just don't know how. Right, right. Aramis, right? you made a, a really great point, actually. Uh, you mentioned visualization. And I was thinking about our previous um, comment earlier, your previous comment earlier, when you were saying thoughts or only thoughts or ideas or only ideas unless you harness them. And that's really important for everybody to understand you have to take that idea and be make it real. You have to give it shape and form. And part of it is writing it down and begin to visualize what that idea is going to look like and allow that to become part of your reality. You know, the, the thoughts, uh, the actions, the behaviors, all of that support creating that idea into an actual business. So that's really important. And decide you know like you said you decided you decided at some point who you're going to be so that's important for everybody to understand is to decide who you're going to be in the world see yourself as that person and do not allow your circumstances to define you you're not a victim we're not victims we're mighty creators we are creating in every moment with every decision that we make so we want to understand that that we come from a powerful place uh, and the more you, we focus on what's next without trying to do it all, then we can easily move forward one step at a time. We, we living in the moment, being in the moment now, taking one step at a time will support our growth, will support our movement forward, and will release the overwhelm, the what ifs, uh, release the stress around us and allow us to feel more grounded into what we're creating, grounded into the future that we're building. Very, very powerful. We have a couple minutes left, Aramis. Is there a message that you want to share with the audience first? And then secondly, how can they find you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, I, I think the message that I always try to, you know, I do a lot of mentoring uh, um, minority entrepreneurs and people who are just starting to figure this thing out. And I tell them the most important thing is think about you. Mm -hmm. You is what matters. Do away with all the clutter around you. Your dreams only matter to you because you're the only one who can make them come true. Mm -hmm. The work that is required to achieve the American dream, which is not gone, is still there. I'm a, I'm a prime example of that. Um, it, it's all about you. It's about the actions you take once you really know where you want to go. Mm -hmm. But it all starts with you. And don't forget those guiding angels. Because I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have those mentors or guiding angels, my fifth grade teacher, 
um, my coaches, you know, my sister who passed away from COVID, all those individuals played a role in my life. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I don't even know who they are. So them had just appeared. And there was a guy, you know, I write in my book that there was a guy because I became very sick when I was eight years old. And um, in Puerto Rico, you, we couldn't find a um, hospital that was open. And this guy came out of the woods because it was about four o'clock and there was time to go home and have dinner. And he was a farmer. And he asked the questions, very simple question. What's going on? And somebody told him. And then without even stopping, we'd be thinking, he goes, oh, there's a new hospital down this, you know, couple of towns over that just opened and it's 24 seven. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for him, I would have died because um, I had about 20, 30 minutes left before mm-hmm. my bottle up. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to urinate for over a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that guy saved my life, right? Mm-hmm. Came out of the blue. And I called him Juan Valdez because he got he was dressed like Juan Valdez, you know, with the hat and, and the canister and a big sack of coffee over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, and those people appear in our lives. In, in, in what we need to do is just embrace them, especially in business, because everybody that I've ever come across has always, who's been in business, always been a great mentor. Beautiful, beautiful. Aramis, how can people reach you? Where can they find you? Well, you can reach me at franvice.com or you can shoot me an email at ajordan at franvice.com or you can just shoot me a call. It's 508-259-8956. I'm always really happy to um, help people. My (laughs) wife always says, oh my God, you're helping another person. How many people can you help in a lifetime? I said, as many as I have to. Beautiful. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you, having this beautiful conversation with you. And uh, much success to you. And I look forward to hearing more about you as time goes on. Yes. And um, I want to plug my little book because I think it makes a huge difference in people's lives. Searching for my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, my American dream. It's available on Amazon. Um, And I'll send you a copy. I just need your address. Thank you. Thank you. I will share that with you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Lots of love. Thank you, everyone.